0: Welcome to the situation report for January 8th 2023 it's Lieutenant Colonel Murray and wow we're only in the 8th day of the month and the new year and it is absolutely freaking crazy and people are losing their minds the situation on the ground is is interesting because you're seeing you're seeing three distinct well let's just say three distinct things going on and by the way that was soundgarden little spoon man that song um, Temple of the Dog, hum- Hunger Strike, and Audio Slave, Don't Tell Me How to Live, or probably three of Chris's best songs. Seasons is the other one he did for uh, singles. Great, great music. I, f- I figured everybody would want to change a pace from the, uh, the military themes for for a day or two. The, the situation's interesting because you're seeing the hard left, the hard right, staunch in their positions. But in the middle, and I'm talking culturally right now, not politically, culturally, you're seeing people shift from left to right, moving, I should say shifting from left to right, either they're staunch, staunch liberals that are moving towards the middle, or they were in the middle, and they're becoming more conservative because they're watching more and more corruption on display. And the other place that's playing out is the is the, the court of public opinion related to what's going on with the Gaza situation. That in and of itself, that whole situation in Gaza, is a it's a textbook example of how not to do information operations and how not to do public, you know, public disclosures, of what's happening in the field. The Israelis by themselves have literally published so many atrocities. You can't turn your head away from it now. You just cannot. They have done so many things, parading guys around in their underwear. And the reason why you do that, especially in an environment where you're dealing with booby traps, you're dealing with, because we did the same thing in World War II, Especially with the Japanese. We were we were a lot more lenient on the Germans than we were on the Japanese. But we did that because the Japanese had a had a history of booby trapping themselves or carrying grenades and taking soldiers out, committing suicide. So the precedent's already there for that activity. It's one thing to do that. Um, It's one thing to do that in theater. It's another thing to do that and broadcast it across the Internet for everybody to see. And the other interesting thing is we're, we're not hearing about and we're not seeing anything related to who was running the show with Epstein. There's hints to it now. But we're seeing all these disclosures come out, which... I knew they were coming at some point. I, I, I If you if you listen to me last year in January, you would have heard me say there's going to be disclosures. And they started to trickle out June, July of last year. And now they're ramping up. But the one thing you don't hear, which is the this is the frustrating part of these disclosures, is that the public dialogue is about all these people that went to the island. That to me is confirmation that the people we suspected in the first place the people that were identified early on, they were already, they were already doing the activities, going to the island, going to the properties, having sex with underage girls. Now we're just seeing the confirmation. That yes, there was videotape of of celebrities and senior leaders in the US government having sex with with underage girls. Yes, we know that Epstein was doing this. What we don't hear is who was running the show, where the money came from. And there's been a, a host of, I don't want to say influencers, but there's a host of information that's being published off and on about the, the leadership and the ties. And I've had Whitney Webb's name thrown in front of me for the last two weeks, and even before, I'll say. And let me address that. She's a dissemination note. Because when I look at what she's posting I look at the deep dive she's done and she's supposedly been doing this all the way back 2010. So when it comes to the business associations and the open source information that she's put together and collated and and built a compelling um, set of information around, you see a really good story and a really, really good synopsis and analysis on the business relationships, the interpersonal relationships, the strata, as well as the players that evolved prior to Epstein and then Epstein, she's got two books. Um, I'll see if I can find the link for it and post it in the in the chat comments, but suffice it to say she's done the two books or I I recommend you read them because they're, it's signal. What What I want to address though, is that there's information she's put out and I can't say specifically what it is because I'd be, I would be um, disclosing classified information, but I will say that there are things that she has said in interviews and published that would never see the light of day unless somebody at a very senior level was giving her information because I saw things and she said things like, wait, what? No one would know about that. No one. And that's not me saying I have super secret scroll stuff that's me saying that when i left the military i signed an nda that said i wouldn't disclose any classified information that includes nuclear launch codes etc cetera, etc cetera. because i've seen all that I've Seen the authenticator tickets popped authenticator tickets so i'm saying that from the perspective of i'm honoring my nda but i will tell you that there are things that she has said would that have made my made me stop full t- dead on in my tracks and the only thing i can attribute to that is she's a dissemination note so what she's putting out is signal and she's done she's done a very 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 good analysis of the entire um let's just say that the the pay for play routes the the entrapment routes and how they've compromised most of the institutions and people in our society that's a good synopsis of it now, the interesting side of it is she she touches on the business relationships, and that's where Glenn Beck has come in and put the business relationships together. And then you have people like BioClandestine who did a yeoman's work on the bio labs and the associations of the biolabs. labs. And I, we're still not sure how much of that is true. But there was an article that was sent to me today, and by, and by the way, thanks uh, VSS for sending that over, um, as well as BZ, thanks for sending the, the articles over. But ESS, sorry, ESS sent me something about China BioLabs coming up with, um, and I'm going to post the link right now, they're still doing gain of function. And this is in the Marburg range, folks. This is, you've, you've, you've seen this Marburg stuff circling around now for quite some time. And the Marburg stuff, and this is a Twitter link, so let me just post this in the chat. The Marburg stuff, you have to, as as I understand it, let me be very clear about this because I'm not a virologist, but in order to get Marburg, you literally have to have blood to blood contact. And this virus, if it's hemorrhagic, which is what it sounds like, that would fall in line with all the rumors around Marburg and the gain of function around that. That would be an engineer. And even, and it was Dr. Malone that published it. And I, I, I know, Look, I know everybody's got feelings about Robert Malone, but this, if this is true, which is right in China's wheelhouse, because remember, when you take over a bio lab that somebody else operated, you don't take it over for goodwill and to shut it down. You take it over to take the best stuff, make it your own, and then disclose the rest to discredit whoever you're going after, which is what the Russians did. So, this information release falls in line with the Marburg um, rumors that have been around and the Marburg. Um, I think it was 2020 the the either executive order or CDC guidance on Marburg that was released. This lines up with that. So my point is you're seeing a lot of things line up now for disclosure and massive disclosures around very specific people. and. The question that nobody's asking is who's behind the disclosures? Who's doing it? I've seen in Twitter and in True Social, the narrative has already changed to Trump versus the deep state doing disclosures. You have no, There's no evidence of that. There's no evidence that Trump is the one that's architecting these disclosures. That's all conjecture. It would be really helpful for somebody to ferret out who's actually behind the disclosures and not the nebulous white hats. There is somebody on the conservative side that's an oligarch that is pushing for this information to come out. Or the other thing for people to consider, and this is not gonna be popular, is that this is disclosure by the deep state itself to throw people under the bus in order to save face of others that they wanna put in the public. And who are they pushing right now for president? Nikki Haley. She is the she is the quintessential second Manchurian candidate behind Barack Obama. Everything about her is a lie. Everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Her background, her record, her talking points—right off of Wall Street, right from Jamie Dimon, right from the elite in New York. Every bit of it. Who else is in New York? Chuck Schumer, and a host of other very very liberal very very rich very very old money that are guiding the train and the point of it is you're not hearing any of any of the conversation around that but a lot of things are starting to line up for disclosures so they can discredit some make you make you look over here while they're promoting others and i i am suspect of the entire epstein disclosure for a variety of reasons and everybody knew the Clintons were grifters and, and that Bill was was uh, is a chomo. Everybody knew that. And that that's been that's been public knowledge for a long time, just like Obama being gay was public knowledge for a very, very long time. The point is who's behind the disclosures? Those are the questions you should be focused on. Where'd the money come from for Epstein to start? Who were its handlers? Was it an intelligence operation? Yes, it was. It was Mossad run. I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Mossad, key Mossad figure named in the documents, key Mossad figures on and off the island, key Mossad figures throughout Epstein's life. And this is not the only island. So the point is, the, um, the whole thing is was run by an intelligence organization to compromise U.S. officials and that's the piece that needs to be disclosed because that's an act of war literally it's an act of war and it proves unequivocally that it's um it proves unequivocally that israel's not our ally so when you look at all of those all of those things aligning right now and you look at all of the people that they're naming right now what they're telling you is that this was not the only island. This was way bigger than you think it was. This was occurring across the planet with other countries at the same time they were doing it. Here in the U.S., there's probably islands in Asia. There's probably islands off of Africa. There's probably islands in the South South Atlantic and South Pacific. Guarantee that there's stuff in the, in the South Pacific. Guarantee it. Because if there's one in the Caribbean that they're operating to get US um, oligarchs, US officials to, you could bet they're doing the th- same thing in Europe, the same thing with with a- Asia, China, Japan, etc. This is a bigger operation. And that's the piece that's kind of, that they're lining all this information up to give you. And then here's the other insidious part of this. The other insidious part of this Is that the disclosures, if they continue the way I think they're going to, they will disclose some of the most sadistic and evil things you have ever heard in your lifetime. And if there's there's video or graphic images to go along with it, it will shock the planet. Because these people have been doing terrible things to young, very young children, very young. Babies having babies. That's, I, I used to, uh, I used to hear that all the time and I never paid credence to it because I thought it was just a rumor. But the more, the more things I was exposed to, the more I realized that I was being, the things I was seeing were being basically whitewashed. And more importantly, those things that were being whitewashed were being whitewashed because it was only so much information that they could download to the, to the teams I was working with, without those guys having PTSD, you can't unsee some of this stuff when you see it and you can't un, you can't unlive it and unfeel it. And it affects you deeply. Uh, And I, when I say that, I mean deeply, it makes you do weird shit and stupid shit and you don't know why. And it's because you're, you're trying to reconcile something that you can't possibly get your head around. And it's one thing to see, to walk into a mosque and see people with their eyes drilled out or their temples drilled out or their ears cut off. That's, that's one form of violence. There's other forms of violence where kids are chained into, into cages and basically left to die or carved up into pieces or worse, having parts cut off of them while they're still alive. You can't reconcile that mentally, psychically, physically, It doesn't matter, or spiritually, emotionally, you just can't. It's something you can't process. And if the disclosures keep going the way I think they're going to go, this is just the tip of the iceberg is what I'm trying to say. And when people figure out what these people have really been doing and all these freaks in Europe, these old European families that have been inbred for centuries. All of that's going to come to light too, and when that does, people are going to be like, "Why the fuck do we have monarchs? Why, why are we doing this?" Like, you think you think it's a coincidence that Prince Andrew is being named all over the place right now? This is just the the normal shit that he did. This isn't the dark satanic shit that is going to show up somewhere else. And when it does, there's probably going to be some video attached to it, and people are going to be shocked at that, along with the Clintons and all the rest of these people. You can't, you can't be a part of this lifelong without being immersed in that whole culture. And everything about the island is satanic. Everything. The temple, the colors, the layout, it's all satanic. So you can't go down there and be a part of that without being infected by it. And it's a virus. It's like liberalism is a virus. When people get it, they can't. They can't understand normal thinking. They just can't do it. And when you you really dig deep on the connections, the interconnections and the web of companies, the web of people, the web of arranged marriages, the web of family members that are in associations and strata, you realize that this has been going on for generations. This is not a new phenomenon that started in after World War II, this has been going on for generations. This is one of the best kept secrets and best known secrets at the same time for generations among the elite. There's a reason why they've built systems in place that allow them to migrate, matriculate to schools, to the best universities, to the best jobs in Wall Street, to the best power centers in the world. There's a reason why all that was put in place. And it's all put in place to keep the system alive. And the other part is this system has been honed to a fine, fine edge over the last 70 years. So we're fighting a system that is so well entrenched and established. It's going to take years to undo it. What you're seeing and what you're going to see is the byproduct of that system and how that system has corrupted our entire constitution, our way of life, our view of reality, our view of civil liberties and the other the other part of it is is that all of those disclosures will disenfranchise part of the population, enrage another part of the population and entrench yet another part of the, 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 uh, um, our population. And it's, it's mind boggling to me that people are so focused on the minutia and the, and the myopic view of this because the bigger picture is the part that should scare everyone because the bigger picture is how long have they been trading children? How long have they been trafficking children? What are they doing with the children they're trafficking now? Where are they going? What are they doing with them? And if you think back to when Trump was in office, there was some disclosures back when Trump was in office. Myanmar, there was a huge trafficking operation that was shut down, and then there was a coup and an election. And that whole situation was taken off the board. Then there was the disclosure around Dominican Republic, Jamaica, Haiti, and all those those Caribbean islands for child trafficking, the, the Clinton Foundation, all that all that conjecture rumor, but it was all disclosure. And then there was disclosure around what was going on in both Vietnam and Cambodia related to children. And that was never vetted out and it was never never proven and never never saw the light of the day here. And how many islands in the Philippines? How many islands in the South China Sea that are basically unattended, not occupied by the Chinese, that are perfect havens for some kind of illicit activity? A lot of those disclosures started during the Trump administration, and I think part of the reason why it happened was the change in uh, the change in the guard in both Wall Street and the change in the guard in D.C. When some of those I don't want to say Christians because it's not the right word. conservatives, went to D.C. and saw what was really going on. And there was um, there was a whistleblower, I think it was on, Dinesh D'Souza um, did the interview with an FBI agent that said that they knew back in 2000, 2004 and 2005 that Barack Obama was being groomed to be the president and he was an agent. And that he was the Manchurian candidate. They knew it. So this has been brewing for a long time, right? And those disclosures are all starting to come out now. So you're seeing disclosures around the network that supported Jeffrey Epstein. That's Whitney Webb. Then you see the disclosures around the network to support the bio research that Gates and Epstein were talking about in 2006 and 2007 through the the bio labs, as well as the pharma disclosures and the the Fauci disclosures, you're seeing all those connections start to come together. Then you're seeing the connections around Epstein and Hollywood and Hollywood and the CIA and Hollywood and and Mossad, as well as the news organizations and the elite in both DC, Chicago, and some of the other hubs for news. You're seeing those alignments and those disclosures all coming out. And what what you're seeing is, you're seeing the disclosure of the entire system and how the system was was architected, and built. And I will, I I will submit to you that Alan Dulles, the first commander, the first leader of um, special operations clandestine forces for the United States during World War II. He was the only official, only U.S. official during World War II to have direct access to the Nazis during World War II. And he was the only official that worked out of the US for the entirety of the war. He worked in Switzerland for the entirety of the war. Switzerland's quote unquote neutral. Where's Davos? Where's the key banking hubs for most of Europe? Where are all the unmarked accounts and money laundering operations? Where are they all centered on in Switzerland? And then when you start to look at emanate from when he came back to the US, you start to see him build the system that we're dealing with now. This has been going on for a very, very long time. And the the danger in what we're seeing is to dismantle this is going to take a very, very long time. It's not going to be one and done, hang a bunch of people, try a bunch of people. It, it's going to be dismantle the system identify how they use the Constitution and the laws existing at those times to be able to create these institutions in the first place. And then start to put safeguards in place and guardrails in place so that it can never happen again. That's going to take a lot of time, a lot of analysis and a lot of disclosure. And who knows what information or evidence will be around when all of this falls apart. But Graphically, you should hear me say that wow. all of this system that's been built, this, this massive monolith of money laundering, child trafficking, drug trafficking, defense industrial complex, all that grew over time. And all of it operates outside of the U.S. Constitution. And the freedoms that we thought we had are just an illusion. So it's gonna take a very dedicated effort to find all the information needed to figure out how all of this transpired all the way back to the early 20s or even back to the establishment of the Federal Reserve and move forward and figure out how to separate the currency, how to disconnect the markets, how to reestablish business and keep oversight of business, how to, to manage the federal government and keep oversight of the federal government, restrict its size, restrict its ability, restrict its power. Because if you look at the IRS right now, so the jobs report said there was 493,000 jobs created last quarter. Of those jobs, supposedly there was X amount of growth. And it just came out last week that a preponderance of the jobs created were all government jobs, e.g. IRS. So the 83,000 people that, that, um, Influencers and alternative media saying we're never hired, they were hired. And the IRS operates completely outside of the U.S. Constitution. They do whatever they want to do. Even though the system is, quote, unquote, voluntary, when you file a W-2 or a W-9, guess what? You're volunteering to pay federal taxes. And most importantly, you opt into their system. Like most people don't even realize that they've opted into the system. But these systems were created so that you didn't have the choice to opt in or opt out. It's autonomic. And most people don't even realize. We have to unwind all of that. If we really want freedom of choice, if we really want freedom of expression, if we really want freedom of religion, then we have to dismantle all of these systems of control and rethink how we implement every single one of them and and i can tell you that the bedrock for our decision cycle should be the, the the language and the terms that are laid out in the constitution and the bill of rights those should be immutable they should be set in stone like the second amendment shall not infringe no court in the world could interpret that and say it was quote unquote, not absolute. It absolutely was absolute. And it was designed so that the Second Amendment would survive no matter what the technology advancements in firearms and weapons technology. The gaslighting they've done that the Constitution is not absolute, the Second Amendment is not absolute is nonsense. Our founding fathers were smart enough to know that they were were writing a living document that was going to have to Stand the test of time, allow the country to mature, to grow, and to put just enough guardrails so that the people that followed them could either add to the constitution through a majority vote, two thirds majority, or they could abide by it and interpret it and make it make it what it is today. And when we move forward, we have to make sure that the things that are immutable are exactly that. There's language that says the Second Amendment will never be challenged no matter what, no matter what technology advancements, firearm advancements, societal advancements. A well-armed militia will always be in place so that tyranny can never take a foothold. That was the intent of the Second Amendment in the first place. Because all of those guys had come from from a tyrannical government run by the same inbred malcontents that are there now. We were co-opted by the European old money and the establishment money generations ago. When we unwind this, we have to unwind this to the point where it is immutable from every legal standpoint. And we cannot allow one lawyer, not one, to do what lawyers do which is bastardize everything they touch and turn it into a money-making machine. I mean, I spent the afternoon talking to lawyers off and on almost all day. And I can tell you, that is the most frustrating experience of my life. First of all, they're like teachers. And no offense to teachers because you work in a system that's parochial and you have to cover your ass because you deal with fanatical parents you deal with a parochial system of administrators and academics, and you deal with the regulatory bodies that are the states and the federal government related to education. So your life is about covering your ass. But lawyers, that's a whole different class of covering their ass. They don't say anything that they're accountable for. They don't write anything they're accountable for. They don't suggest anything that they're accountable for. Have you ever tried to talk to them about making a decision? It's maddening. It's the most maddening experience of your life. Because you walk out of there going, we didn't decide anything. They they gave me no recommendations. I have no idea which way to go here. And we need to change the law in this country so that it's in plain English. Not in Latin. not Not in, you know, any other terms other than plain English. If you commit murder, you go to prison, you die. If you rape, you go to prison, you die. It should be that straightforward. Now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, burden of proof, preponderance of evidence, all those terms can be defined clearly. So there's a standard. The problem is when you get lawyers in the mix, like, and I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about, why this is so frustrating and why this has to change. There's a site called AVVL. I don't know if you've ever used it, but it's the most, it's, It was designed to give ratings to lawyers, and it was designed by lawyers to rate other lawyers. So you you already know that this is going to be a frustrating experience just by that description. So they've architected the system so you can only give a lawyer good feedback. Never mind if he's a money-grubbing douchebag that is not doing any work and stealing your money. You can't write that down. They will not allow you to write down your experience if it disparages the lawyer in any way, shape, or form. You have to go and file a complaint with the bar versus trying to tell other people. And they can obfuscate all the bar complaints. They can obfuscate every one of them. Unless you do your due diligence, you will never know. That's how frustrating it is dealing with a lawyer. And that has to change. There has to be accountability. There has to be the ability for for grievances to be... Not only heard but filed. And it's not going to be done by a bar association, just like it's not going to be done by the American Medical Association for Doctors. All of that has to be revamped, every bit of it. And all of that takes time. And the the all the disclosures we're seeing to this point have been to tell you who the perpetrators are. But the next set of disclosures are going to be this is the system they use to perpetrate these crimes. And this is this is. The interpret in, the interpretation that you have to make from this, you're going to see disclosures where they they out the system, and that that's going to be the part that people will not be able to get their heads around, is the system that was used, just like they've watered down the definition of treason to the point where you can't convict anybody of it, and trust me, when this is by the time this is over, that's going to change drastically. There won't there won't be these big long trials where, and Nuremberg trials where guys sit there for months and months and months. No, no especially when you find out that the vaccines were specifically created to call the population. When that finally resonates with the public, you're going to see people go off the reservation and that's not that far away. All these sudden deaths and quote unquote long COVID and viruses cause heart conditions. There's going to be a certain portion of the population that buys into that, but there's going to be another certain, another portion of the population that doesn't and realizes they they've been duped and they're going to want some payback. It's going to be very personal. I've said that before, and I'll keep saying it because it's going to be very true, and it's going to be in your face. We're already starting to see that part of the social fabric fray with that attack on the judge in the courtroom in Nevada last week. That is the first indicator that the social fabric of our country is starting to fray. And as people run out of resources, as people can't afford to put food on the table, as people watch somebody close to them die unexpectedly, I guarantee you see something new, something you've never seen before. And that's the piece that nobody's talking about. They're so focused on the Epstein disclosures and who was on the island, who wasn't on the island, who's on the manifest. I mean, look, the the assumption is you go to the island, you're a pedophile. And that's a fair assumption. And you can, you can tell which of the elite and which of the Hollywood elite are getting nervous because the, the, the posts are starting to come out on Twitter, which I think is priceless. Like Mark Ruffalo today posted this thing about, well, just because they're on the plane doesn't mean they're a pedophile. Just because they went to the island doesn't mean they're a pedophile. Yes, it does. And the court of opinion will say otherwise. No matter how much BS you put around it, the court of public opinion is ultimately going to decide your fate. It is not going to be the legal system. And the other thing that I'm seeing more and more of, which I want to address this one head on, is the black swan event. And this morning, I, Mondays are, Mondays are very interesting for me because I get inundated with articles, videos, Twitter posts, Telegram posts true social posts, getter, gab, et cetera. So it takes me a while to sort through all of it. And and I'll be honest with you, I got a lot going on at work because I work for a very interesting person. So my life's been very, very busy for the last few weeks. And somebody sent me Benjamin Fulford stuff, which every periodically I get his stuff. Like some of the people I reference, the, people don't have any idea who these guys are, which is fine because before... The current alt media influencers like Cat Turd and BioClandestine and um, Brad Miller and um, Lee Merritt and and a, and a host of others that are doing Yeoman's work to put out good information. Although I did watch a Lee Merritt interview this this week with Kerry Cassidy on Project um, Project Spam a lot that made my head spin, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute, but. Suffice it to say that Benjamin Fulford's been around for a very, very long time. He he wrote for Forbes magazine back in the 90s, and then he moved on to doing his own thing. And he's got a website where he sits in his tiny little apartment in Tokyo and and publishes videos every week and, and does every Monday, does a synopsis of current events. And supposedly he's plugged in with the CIA and the you know Asian Secret Society, Hama Hama, right? You've never heard any of that before, right? But he published this thing this week, and he literally referenced the Q clock. And I'm like, (laughs) if he just went to TikTok and did a cursory search for all the videos out there of people complaining because the clock's been reset, he will figure out how you keep an idiot in suspense. Because that thing has been widely disseminated and reset so many times, I can't even count. It's been around for over a year. People don't realize it's been out for over a year. It was like a week after the last Q post that came out where the whole community went full stop that this this clock came out. And every week it's some different shit. Like, we're going to lose 13 cities. This time it's Revelation. Next week it'll be Aliens. I mean, it's, it's constant. And the same goes for Carrie Cassidy. I, I met her in Vegas. Talked to her several times via email to get in touch with Sean David Morton. And literally the woman's a loon. I mean, absolute loon. Can't even have a conversation with her. And she was saying this week with with Lee Merrick that was was interviewing her that aliens and off-planet entities are managing both the the entire economic system and the money supply, but the banking system as well. And I'm assuming I heard that correctly, but I I may have missed a few parts of that because I was rolling my eyes heavily when all that was being said. But suffice it to say that there's this, there's so much disinformation that's out there, it's very, very hard to figure out what's real and what's not real. And it's even harder to discern who's actually putting out factual information versus the standard group of malcontents that pull things out of their ass and, and tell you it's true with no vetting, no evidence, no, there's... It, and the case in point where I'm going with this is these two came back into my purview because of the Miami the Miami uh, police response that was supposedly aliens walking around a mall that was generated by a bunch of kids who had a box that generated a portal or generated some kind of an anomaly. Humma, humma. I mean, that's what we're up against, folks. That's why the disclosure side of this is so... It's so important to drill down into something that's factual, that's evidence-based, and to start with the premise that everything you're hearing is BS until it's actually proven true. Because it takes so long to convince somebody that this stuff isn't true. Like, I'm still hearing Jocera, Nisera, this debt jubilee, they're going to wipe away all your debts. Everyone's going to get four or $500,000. You know what happens when they do that? Full stop. Whole economy, full stop. People stop working. They stop going to work. They stop They stop doing. And where's the money going to come from? Where's all this money going to be distributed from? It's got to come from somewhere. And let's just say they repatriate all the money that's been stolen by the elite. Or the cabal, or all the gold that's been stolen by the cabal, and we we break it out evenly. How are you gonna know which people are citizens of this country at this moment and which are not? And how do you prioritize? What do you do if somebody's got two or three homes and one of them's paid for and the other three aren't? Do they get more than other people that are just buying their first home or living in an apartment? Are you starting to see the complexity with these stupid ideas? You start to drill down into them and ask some basic questions, and you see just how ludicrous these ideas are. But people buy into them wholesale, and it's become a religion. It's it's like asking a liberal to, to tell you why they don't like the orange man. That's an entertaining activity, by the way. I'm just going to say that because I've had that conversation um, once today already, and it's and always entertaining. They don't know why they don't like Donald Trump. They just don't. He's just bad, and he should be in prison, and he shouldn't be on the ballot, and you shouldn't be able to vote for him because he's a bad man. But they can't tell you why he's a bad man, other than he's, he's committed treason, but they can't tell you what treason that is. This is what we're up against, folks. This is why the system has been so successful for so long, because they flood the entire landscape with garbage information. information, promote people that have no basis to put anything out whatsoever and leverage our own desire for somebody else to save the day and they use it against us. I mean, it's the perfect Pied Piper situation and they've done it over and over and over again and people continue to fall for it. Look at how long it took for the biolab story to finally get traction. As soon as it came out, the US said, nope, we didn't have any biolabs. Then the UN representative sat there Ambassador to the UN sat there and said, yeah, we had a, so what? No one even, no one even batted an eye and people on both sides of the aisle heard it. They watched it and it confirmed everything the Russians had said all in one word. Yes, we have them. It confirmed everything they said, regardless of whether they embellish or not, doesn't matter. The point is they were able to spread disinformation, they were able to gaslight, and they were able to discredit all of those claims, which is exactly what they're doing right now across the landscape. You watch. The next part of the disclosures, there'll be people that'll try and discredit it because, why well, I was just on the plane because I was invited along. I didn't have a relationship with Epstein. I, I was only there for a couple hours. You're going to you're gonna see a litany of different different arguments to discredit it you're going to see a litany of, of pieces of evidence that they're quote-unquote putting forward. And where the proof is in the pudding is if you watch the the deba- the zero-hedge debate with Alex Jones and they were talking about January 6th, was it an insurrection, was it not an insurrection? I can tell you that that, ent- I watched a good portion of the debate, probably about a half an hour, 45 minutes of it. I can tell you that that was a perfect example of both sides bringing to table their their best efforts for information operations and influencing operations because the left's whole premise their whole their whole influencing operation is based on one thing and one thing only it doesn't matter if you were convicted of an insurrection or causing an insurrection or inciting an insurrection you only have to be accused of it and they can take you off the ballot. That is their whole premise for using the 14th Amendment. So whether he's convicted, it's whether he's accused of it. And it doesn't matter if it was a real insurrection, not a real insurrection, but it's it goes down to there was violence, so there's insurrection. They don't care who the violence was started by, or that the FBI had a mountain of people on the ground that were both informants, FBI agents, and FBI assets on the ground, in plain clothes, in mega clothes, inciting the violence. That doesn't matter. And, the, the, you know, the Senate and the House both have proof of that. Doesn't matter. He just has to be accused. And they can take him off the ballot. Or the perception, which is really what it is. And I posted something on Telegram um, this week and it was off of Twitter, that was a perfect synopsis of the si- the situation and the way they've set conditions so that nothing has meaning, the bar is always moving, definitions change regularly, there's no solid or definitive anything in our society. This is why, this is exactly why. Because, and again, I'm going to go back to pawns in the game. If you go back to pawns in the game, you will realize if you if you read through it, you're gonna see this pattern of behaviors played over again and again and again and again throughout history. But what's different in this in this environment right now is that you're seeing the disclosure of the system that's been used to this point. And they're trying to replace the current system with a communist system where they have complete totalitarian control of every aspect of your life, including your health, including what you eat, including how you travel, everything. They want complete control of your life. And they want you to accept it openly and embrace it and walk towards it versus having to coerce you or push you into it because they know they don't have the numbers. And the interesting part of where we are right now is that we're, we're on the verge of collapse economically. And they're they're purposely doing it so that they can introduce some kind of a digital currency, digital dollar, central bank digital currency with all the control systems attached to it. And they've already built the apparatus. The apparatus is already in place. If you're if you're a retired military, I guarantee you that you were part of the digital system already and you don't even realize it. Because they've completely revamped the way you access any DOD systems for retirement, for healthcare, or and it's it's basically a digital ID that you've already set up and you don't even realize you're a part of it. And at the same time, most of the states are rolling out digital IDs too. Here in Arizona, they have a digital driver's license that you can have on your phone. And they're waiting for a certain percentage of the population to sign up before they make it mandatory these are Republicans doing this. These are not Democrats. These are Republicans and Democrats. The whole quote-unquote two-party system doing this. This is why I say there's no left and right. There's only the haves and have-nots. And this whole conservative versus liberal piece of this, that's a construct that we're using right now to describe how people are moving with relation to culture and to politics. But it's a construct. And the construct is that you're going to sign up for this system and go along with it. And I can tell you, I've already, I've I've got so much information online because I'm a retired military that it, it's just, they can, they can flip the switch on me tomorrow. Kind of surprised they haven't, to be honest with you. Because if you see my posts on Twitter, I go after people. Like Adam Kissinger, I hate that motherfucker with a passion. He's a traitor. He's a communist. He's a sellout like Liz Cheney. He gets under my skin like a rash. So is Nikki Haley, like a rash. And I go, I don't even hold back anymore. I don't care anymore. I could care less. And the other thing that you're seeing too, which you probably don't realize, every time you apply for a job now, they scrape your social media to see if what you're posting. And if you're even remotely outside of their political spectrum, you don't even get a second look. You're already a part of the digital digital society, folks. The question you have to ask is not, am I going to sign up for it? It's how am I going to resist? And I can tell you initially, that will be a barter system, which is why Troop and I and the rest of my team have been talking about barter systems and being self-sufficient so you can operate outside of that control grid and still survive. Because while all of this is going on, the disclosures, all of the, 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 the economic collapse, the social collapse, the influx of invaders... The other thing they're doing right now is they're bioengineering our planet. I don't think people realize how how low the CO2 levels are right now across the planet, lowest they've ever been. It's supposed to be like, I don't know, six, 700 parts per million, and it's down to 419 parts per million. we we're, we're We're being, our planet's being geoengineered right now. And you gotta ask the question, is it to kill us off? Is it for somebody else? Is it for something else? I mean, we're 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 fighting against a death cult. Is what we're really fighting. These these environmental people that believe. These people are they're a death cult. Zero carbon means no people. And all of this is happening concurrently, which which leads me back to a sit rep I did in March of last year, and then the first round table where we talked about all of these things are happening concurrently. And a lot of things are going to happen all at once. This is why we're talking about being prepared. This is why we're talking about establishing, um, line of sight sphere of influence. And, um, I've gotten tons of email. So, so, um, I've got an email from, uh, from folks saying, "Hey, they want to, they want to uh, meet up with with certain people," and I've tried to connect them. A- Andrew, I will connect you with Pete Chambers. I'll reach out to him again. I um, I will tell you, don't give up hope, man. I, I know you you feel like you're alone. You're not alone. There's there's other people around you. We'll all see. I'll see if I can uh, generate some some information for you to go meet up with some people that are uh, that are in your neck of the woods. So just hold tight, man. I got I got your email. And, and I. it's important that people realize that you're not alone. And somebody asked me, why do you keep saying, lose the fear? Because you have to accept the fact that we're at a culmination point in our society, culmination point in history, culmination point in our country. And we're past the tipping point where we can make this go the other way and keep things peaceful. It's just not, it's not real. And there's no sense being afraid of it because what's going to happen is going to happen. The question you have to ask yourself is, are you, are you going to die on your feet or are you going to die on your knees? That's really the question you got to ask yourself. But I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just trying to give you, paint you a picture that you have to make a decision and draw a line in the sand. Because that line in the sand is going to be drawn for you if you don't. No decision is a decision and then you're marched into a gas chamber. I'm not going to allow that ha- to happen to myself, my family, or anybody I care about. And you shouldn't either. I'm not afraid of it. Everybody in my life that I care about knows I care about them and how much. And you know, I wish things were were different. I wish things were in a better place. I wish things were moving in the right direction and maybe they are but I go off of what I see. I don't, I don't lend myself to go off what I think should happen or what I want to happen. I go off what I see. And right now what I see is a situation deteriorating and I see a bunch of really rich people fighting with each other. And that brings me to my last point. My last point is very simple. We can never again allow anyone on this planet to have so much money and so much power that they're untouchable. There should not be anybody on this planet with more resources than anybody else to where they can basically buy anything and anyone to exonerate their bad behavior. No one should be above the law. And this is a timeless problem that goes all the way back to Christ. There was always somebody above the law versus what, with, with, you know, it could have been a monarch. It could have been a priest. It could have been a, it could have been, um, you know, a Roman, um, uh, you know, a Caesar. It could have been a senator. We cannot allow this to happen again. And this is this is the problem of our generation to solve. Because we're we're not just dismantling a system; we have to change the very structure in which our society operates. Because this is what always happens when when you see empires collapse. You see guys like Castro and Xi and Putin and a host of African dictators that have come and gone. In my lifetime, it was Mohamed Adid in, in Somalia. He was just a thug, a middle manager. But those guys always come to power every single time we go through a transition. And we, when we come out of this, we have to change the way the entire planet operates, not just the U.S., We're going to have to change the way that we interact and use and manage resources on the planet. I know that sounds very communistic, but there's ways we can farm better. There's ways we can move people better. There's technologies we can use to to distribute resources better. And that doesn't mean distribute our resources. It means resources in each local area can be distributed better. And our version and our view of ownership needs to change. Because let's talk about public ownership. Look at your local water supply and ask yourself, is that being managed efficiently? And I will tell you, it's not. It's not being managed efficiently. Now it's being managed politically. But there's, you know, and, and I'm basing this off of a couple of things. If I look at how Bill Gates has operated for the last 20 years, and the industries that he's gone in and destroyed. And, you know, the hard part with this is that the, the ability for him to move into these industries without any any oversight whatsoever is the Achilles heel of the free market system. Because if you have enough money and enough resources, you can move into any any. Industry and take over, and not have one day's knowledge, one hour of knowledge about it. How it works, how it doesn't work. He's done that with satellites. He's done that with with education, with healthcare. Now with the food, distrib- food distribution and food supply, and he's done it with the World Health Organization. He's done it with the FDA. He's he's injected himself into all of these different organizations through either buying somebody and putting him in there so he has influence or contributing to it or buying associated industries and then influencing through lobbying money that has to stop full stop there has to be again this concept of selfless service which has been bred out of our entire society so and yeah chris i started early today i was actually going to start earlier anyway, but I started early today because I have another call right after this. So my apologies for the time mix up. Normally I, I get started at 4 o'clock Pacific and I 7 o'clock Eastern and then I go for hour, hour and 15 and t- today's an anomaly because I've been on the phone all day. So my apologies for that. Um, but back to my point, we have to get back to a society as we rebuild this system to selfless service and rewarding people that choose a path of selfless selfless service as well as oversight for a lot of these positions you know the problem with our society right now is that if you go to work for the government you have lifetime employment you have guaranteed retirement you have fantastic health care benefits but you're paid at a third of what the market is and you're you're actually for years you were, you were looked down on because you work for the government. And that's how the elite have leveraged so many different verticals and horizontals in the market. They've leveraged those, those low paying, you know, parts of the, the government and society that people didn't want to pay attention to. And they took them over and turned them into basically weapons against the public. And that has to we have to change that. That's why we have to restructure everything. You can't just reform it because reform. I mean, look at it. Look at it this way. How do you reform the SES ranks now? You basically brought people in at a higher salary. You give them you give them public money as bonuses, which that just kills me. How can you justify giving taxpayer money to somebody who's supposed to be doing selfless service, a bonus, a guaranteed bonus on a quarterly basis, when you there's no measurement, there's no criteria, but more importantly, it's taxpayer money. What's wrong with you? All that has to be fixed, every bit of it. And for that to happen, this whole system has to collapse on itself to the point where we have to go through almost what Russia went through, where every system collapsed. And they had to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. The only difference is we can't allow a Putin to come in and take over. And you're right, RF. It has to be merit-based. But we have to come up with a merit system that is useful and not corruptible. See, for every system that you put in place, especially in the free market, there's always some shitbag that goes to figure out the cheapest, easiest way to get through that to make money. I know. I work for that right now and it drives me crazy because it's unethical and they'll cut corners and they don't care about the long-term or anything else. They care about making as much money and getting out as fast as they can. There's no more place for that. There's not going to be a place for that in the future. And I'll tell you why. Because the other part of the disclosures that is coming, that is going to be important. And I think it's coming this year it's gonna be the technologies that have been suppressed. Look, you wanna stop war on this planet? You wanna stop a lot of the illicit activities? You wanna eliminate the need for intelligence agencies? Disclose anti-gravity. I guarantee you, full stop across the planet because it will change overnight, every single industry on our planet, overnight. No more cars, no more airplanes, no more you know foundations for houses all of it's gone overnight and so is the need for war at that point it becomes how do we manage resources how do we manage energy how do we manage housing and food and food production and there's way more efficient ways for us to grow food but what's what has to be solved and then the thing that needs to be solved is how do you grow food? How do you, because we're, again, we're a protein, animal protein is a, needs to be a part of our diet. It's just, it's evolution folks. We're not vegetarians. We're omnivores and we, there has to be animal protein in our diet. So unless there's and, and I'm, unless there's a substitute for it which isn't bugs isn't tofu isn't soy products there's there's got to be a way and there is a way to produce food and still have the the vitamins and the and more importantly the minerals that are in the food was in the food prior to the 40s when we started all this nonsense we have to get back to that place where we organically grow things with this, you know, the soil conservation, etc. So you've heard me say all this. My point of saying this is, as we revamp all this technology, and they disclose technology, you're going to see a revolution in the way we operate. And then here's the other piece of this. I've said this before, too. That when you disclose the technology, especially the technology like nanotechnology, because this is the misnomer that people think DARPA's been working on. I read a book years ago called The, the Pentagon's Brain. And that book was talking about miniaturizing technologies. They weren't building, they haven't been build, building bigger technologies for the past 20 years. They've been miniaturizing everything, they've been making things micro, microscopic, nano. You notice how you don't hear nano anymore. You don't hear that. And it's because they've already perfected the technology and it's operational. We have to disclose all these technologies because once we do, our concept of living is going to change drastically as well as we're going to have to put guardrails around how we use this technology and the interface between humans and the technology, because that's, the reason why they're talking about neural interfaces and and um, artificial intelligence is because they have perfected the technology to minimize to um, miniaturize it and integrate it with the human body i want you to think about that for a second this is why i say think about the coolest technology in the world in the hands of your arch enemies because that's we're on the cusp of that and I don't know about the rest of you, but we talk about extending lifespans. We talk about immortality. We talk about AI. We talk about quantum communications, quantum physics. We talk about anti-gravity. There's a host of technologies that anti-gravity would change overnight and revolutionize. But there's also danger in that. And one of those dangers is when you miniaturize and you allow interface with the human body and you disrupt or change the way humans both evolve, develop, age, etc. you also introduce a host of other problems downstream and one of those is i couldn't imagine living for 3 or 400 years it sounds really cool but i can't imagine it because over time i look at just the last, you know, 30 years how much my views have changed how much my my socialization has changed how much you know my my health has changed i can't imagine over three or four hundred years how my psyche would change and my view of the world because we can't continue with this level of animus in our society if those technologies are disclosed. We have to fundamentally change the way we operate as a planet, because you can't take this stuff to space. You just can't. And if somebody goes off the reservation and you start an intergalactic war with another race, which, by the way, that's the other disclosure that's come out this week, and Tucker Carlson, of all people, disclosing that not only are we in contact with other alien races, they've been here for a very very long time and our government has had communication with them and been in contact direct contact with them for over 30 40 years he just casually said it and nobody paid attention to it you have to think about who tucker carlson is he is a national news celebrity that has only gotten more wildly popular in just the last few months and all of a sudden He says, I've had conversations with people that are in the government still recently that said we've been in contact with alien races for over 50 years. Take that in for a second. They're getting ready to tell you that these technologies exist. How they do it, when they do it, doesn't matter. But the point is, Stephen Greer is a fucking douchebag. He's a pompous asshole. And he's funded by the Rockefellers. He's a douche. He talks about off-the-books programs, Hama Hama. I've heard all his BS. He's a douche, and just like Corey Good and the rest of them are douchebags. The point I'm trying to make is this technology exists. He Greer alludes to it, but how they disclose this is going to is not going to be as important as what is disclosed. They've already they've already told us now three times. I don't know if you guys caught it, but they've told us three times that number one, aliens exist. Number two, we've had interaction with aliens for decades. Number three, our government has had contact, direct contact with other races. Think about that for a second. And I'm not trying to go down the the, the rabbit hole. What I'm trying to point out here is that the disclosures that we've seen are just the tip of the iceberg related to the system and Epstein and Gates and his affiliations, the biolabs, all of that is just a precursor for them to, for, for a bigger story. And the question that still isn't answered is who's behind the disclosures? That's the question that should be paramount in everybody's mind right now, because the who determines the credibility and what comes next. And most importantly, it determines how far this is going to go. If this is just the deep state setting conditions for the new social scoring system and digital currency, then we won't see any of those technology disclosures. We'll just see a march towards these people are bad, nothing else to see here, move on. That's their standard mode of operation. I don't think that's the case. I think I think that this is disclosure that's being done by somebody who's, who doesn't have a seat at the table, that, wants a, that, that wanted a seat at the table, and good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to disclose all this information. And then, yeah. The, so let's talk black swan. Good, good question, Tiff. The, the black swan event is my my view, because I was asked this again today and just now. My view of the black swan event is still the same. They're architecting this and moving the country and the planet towards a culmination point where everybody's going to be affected by a collapse economic, social, logistics, etc. cetera. They're moving us all, they're moving the needle across the planet for all of those things. This mass migration in the country is not by chance. They're replacing the workforce. They've, they've injected the workforce with a vaccine that we're watching a mass die off happen. We're watching the economy collapse. We're watching the invasion of our country. All this stuff's happened concurrently. As I've said before, this is all gonna happen at once. And when it does, it'll be chaos, it'll be confusion, et cetera. How far away do I think we are? We're in the envelope for the for the uh, event horizon. I don't think we're too far away. Could be days, could be hours, could be weeks. But I don't think we're six months away. I think we're hours and weeks away. That's that's what I think. And I could be wrong, when, and I hope I am, to be perfectly honest. But... It is what it is. The point of all of this today is to ask the question of who's behind it. Don't get wrapped up in the noise of, you know, the Clintons went to the island. We know they went to the island. We also know the Clinton Foundation's supposedly trafficking children. I haven't seen the direct proof of that, but I believe it. And then there's the the other side of the fence, which is we're seeing the disclosures around the affiliations with Mossad as well as Epstein. And the backstory there—that's not by chance. That's all by design. So, I think the German protests are going to go nowhere. I think they're the, the German. Remember, Europe's not armed. They don't have the ability to shoot politicians because if they, if they, if they did, Brussels would be a ghost town. It'd be a smoking hole by now. But it's not, and they're going to. They're going to do exactly what they did with the the truckers in Canada. They're going to let them all descend on the town. They're going to declare some kind of an emergency. They're going to bring out the police. The question is really not what what do I think is going to happen out of it. The question is how much of the police and military are going to participate in going after these the the, the farmers. That's really the question, because this protest is going on across the the country, not just in in uh, berlin and the other part of it is that there's protests going on in every other country too there's protests in france there's protests in, in england over the palestinian issue so the question's really not around what what's going to come out of it it's going to be which side do the police and military land on that'll be the, that'll be the interesting part because that will be the tell if the people are really coming together against the establishment I think everybody in Europe has figured out that the food manipulation, price manipulation, energy manipulation, and extreme weather is due to tampering by the elite. I think everybody's figured that out by now. And I think all Europeans are starting to realize that if they don't stand up now, they won't have countries left. And that's going to be the tell because the real, where the rubber's, where the rubber meets the road is whether the police and military and all these countries go along with it. I don't think they will. I I just don't think they have the numbers for it. So, and then as far as, um, our country goes, it, it, it should be no coincidence that they've already come up with a budget deal to avert a government shutdown. And, you know, Mike Johnson rolled over. And the tell was when they were at the border and they were literally laughing and joking about the situation. They don't care. They're they're all bought off. They're all controlled by oligarchs. So until the system collapses and they have no protection, you're going to continue to see our system erode. The question is what is going to be the event, the big event? Is it going to be some pandemic? Well, they're already spinning the, the, the same bullshit they spun in Wuhan that the hospitals are filling up, the moratoriums are the mortuaries are filling up, and the 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 cremation furnaces are going full tilt in in China because of some hemorrhagic fever. Humma, fucking humma humma. I that's all noise. Until you see somebody drop dead because look I go back to COVID. I called out COVID on day one because I was I was in Harrison Hot Springs up in Canada In January of 2020, when all this shit started and I was sick as hell and I took zinc, vitamin C, and within six hours, I felt a lot better. And when all the nonsense started, they're talking about the hospitals being full and people dying on the streets in Wuhan, humma, humma. It should tell you everything you need to know when they pull out the same playbook, use the same narratives and the same bullshit to try and dupe the public into doing it again, that they're out of ideas. So whatever the event is, it's going to be a coordinated event. So the economy goes down, logistics go down, comms go down all at the same time. Solar flare, meteor, meteorite, I don't who knows? Cyber attack. I still think it's going to be a cyber attack. That's, that's how we see it playing out. Hopefully that answers your question, but good point. Very good point, by the way. So absolutely, Tiff, the best time is in winter when people are freezing their asses off, lose power, lose comms. How many people just in the cities have zero resources, especially in New York City? How many people have zero resources? They live in tiny apartments. Of course, it's going to happen in wintertime. This is the prime time for it to happen. So anyway, a lot to process today. But I wanted to talk through the Epstein stuff today because I don't look at Epstein as as an individual that was controlled by Mossad. I look at a system that was run by the intelligence agencies across the planet, and the whole system needs to be disclosed now. And that they're, they're, again, if you've listened to me before, they build the narratives in the public space to bring you to a decision point and bring you to the place where you can accept more information and accept more disclosures. And in this case, they're bringing you to the point where they disclose the entire system in its entirety, and then they disclose the horrors that go along with that. And if, you're, if you've heard me talk about red rooms, that's what I'm talking about. At some point, they have to get to those disclosures. And at some point, they the public has to understand how deep this goes how truly evil it is and how sadistic the leadership of all of our all the of every country on this planet every institution has been absorbed with this i've said this before and it bears repeating they're disclosing and getting you to the point where you can hear that the elite are addicted to children Let me say it again, they're leading you to the point where these disclosures out the system and the fact that you have an entire class of people that are addicted to children. Take that in. Because that's the end state that they're trying to reach. At least that's how it looks right now. It could change, but that's how it looks right now. And as always, lose the fear. Make human connections. Tell people around you how and what you care about them, so they know. And continue to work on your line of sight, sphere of influence. And Andrew, I, I will reach out to you tonight, so you know that I'm I'm sincere and trying to find find resources for you. God bless everyone. Remember, lose the fear. One team, one fight. God bless.